0: There is a verse in the Bible, uh, a production, I, I, I might have to dance around a bit on, on, the, on the screen. There is a verse in the Bible that um, some people love and, and occasionally quote when they're in a fight with their wives. I'm going to tell you the verse, and then I'm going to tell you where it is, but I, I, want, to, I want to warn you not to use the verse in a fight. It's in Proverbs 21, verse 9. It is repeated in Proverbs 25, verse 24. You get the feeling that Solomon, who wrote it, felt particularly passionate about it. He said, oh, there's Aya, and he's also going to preach in October sometime, by the way. Yeah. Uh, it, It says this. It says, better to live on the corner of the roof than to share a house with a quarrelsome wife. (laughs) Proverbs 25 goes as far as to say, better to live on the roof than to be in a house with a woman like a dripping tap. Just dripping, dripping, dripping. Now for some of you, you might feel that's all the scripture you needed. uh, You've received today. But I I want to, (laughs) you know, don't go home and use it. I want to talk to you tonight as we wrap up this conversation about biblical relationships on whether you think that a life partner or relationship will solve your loneliness. And I want to show you biblically that it is not the responsibility of somebody else to solve your loneliness. That actually there's a difference between a loneliness and loneliness. If I'm alone, I'm the only one available to do something. Every now and then if I want to rearrange furniture in my house, there's a lots of, lots of stuff I can rearrange by myself. But then I've got a really big couch and two dogs. I've given them great instructions to move it. They can't move it. I've got to have a friend around. We've got to have a little bra. Hey man, do you mind? Can you help me move? In that sense, I was alone in a task and now I have a helper suitable for the task to assist me. I can be at that bra and feel lonely. That is an internal condition that has nothing to do with the task. I could be in a large crowd of people and still feel very lonely. Lonely. I'm not technically alone, but I could feel lonely. You could join a church and say, I feel lonely. Nobody sees me. Nobody talks to me. You might feel that way even though it's factually not true. You could finish a conversation with someone for an hour and have had genuinely good and encouraging conversation and five seconds after the call is finished, the dark clouds of loneliness could return. And I think that sometimes we adopt the attitude that being with anybody is better than being with nobody. So that we find ourselves thinking, well, she's quarrelsome. She's like a dripping tap. He's like a dripping tap. He's quarrelsome. But you know what? That's better than being alone. And I want to shatter that idea and tell you that it is not better. Two are not always better. I know there's a verse in the Bible. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. Ecclesiastes, two are better than one. I'm going to get there. We've all quoted it. We've written it on our walls. We've, and by walls, I mean Facebook walls. We've uh, declared it over and over. But the Bible only says two are better than one if they have good return for their labor, if they share a matrimonial bed and can keep each other warm, and if Christ is the third strand that keeps the two others in check, then two is better than one. But two is not better than one under all circumstances, any condition or any type. Clearly not. Because Scripture cautions us about unequally yoked and Scripture cautions us about not trying to enter into relationships broken and expecting other people to be our medication. And maybe the reason why you're not in a relationship is because you shouldn't be now. Just maybe. Is that a clappable moment? A few of you are clapping. I hope hope you're being totally... Without a gender though, you're not capping because she's here and you, don't, you want her to wait for you. And you, I just hope, I'm just checking, I'm just checking, I'm just checking. You know, I heard a great description about how God answers prayers, that God always answers generally in four categories. Sometimes God's answer is no. And no is an answer. Sometimes God's answer is slow. You need to slow down. The situation needs to slow down. I'm answering you, but on my timeline. Sometimes God's answer is grow. I heard your prayer, but you're not there yet. I've heard your prayer, but the heart's still hurting. Your actions are still immature. Just grow a little. That's my answer. And sometimes God's answer is the favourite one. Go, go, go. (laughs) Go, go, go. It's a dangerous thing to be in a relationship and assume that it will solve loneliness. It is equally dangerous to assume that being in a relationship necessarily makes you more mature. It depends on the type of relationship you're in. Sometimes when you get into relationships early and stay with one person in a kind of relationship that's similar to a marriage but not, they can stunt your growth. Your life experience and conversation is limited to their life experience and conversation. Two lost people trying to lead each other towards the sunset. Pretty picture, I know, but no. Sometimes we have to rather resolve the matters of the heart spiritually before we try to expect them to be resolved by somebody else emotionally. Too many people are looking not for A helper suitable, they're looking for a doctor, an emotional healer, a crutch, a carrier. I love when people say, I'm looking for somebody who's strong in my weaknesses. That way we balance each other out. I think that could be awful theory. That would be similar to me saying, I don't like being tidy, so I'll find somebody who's got an OCD. We'll be perfect. I'll make the mess and she'll be so keen to clean it up. I can tell you that won't work for long. It won't be long. She'll be looking at me as if to say, you're the mess. I'll try and clean you up but if it doesn't work, I'll throw out what I can't fix. No, that's what they'll do. We look for medicine in the other person or we look for Sometimes the supply of a lack. It's all good and well to say that some people go for sugar daddies. Or, okay, okay, new term, blesser. <laughs> okay, okay, I know you know what I'm talking about. You're a blesser. That's supposed to be a financial term. But let's just take the money away. Some people are looking for somebody to be a blesser to them in other ways. In compliments, in status, in emotion, in class. But who is the real blesser of all those things? The Lord God. You're supposed to both arrive at the relationship blessed. I came blessed, you came blessed. Together, we are unbreakable. Not, I'm so glad you're here, bless me. Be my blessing, and I'll be your thing. (laughs) Ecclesiastes chapter 4, which is on the screen, uh, says this. Better one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. Sometimes have a little less, but have peace. Than to try to have everything, but be in in a constant turmoil or whirlwind maybe to answer the question of aloneness and loneliness, one should maybe go to the very first scripture when it's introduced in the book of Genesis. Because Eden was perfect. And aloneness is not a sin. I want you to know that. I want you to know that it is not a sin to be alone. And it's not even a sin to be lonely. That wasn't the first sin. Genesis chapter 2, verse 18 says, Now the Lord God said, It is not good or beneficial for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper, one who balances him, a counterpart who is suitable and complementary for him. You see, the biblical term is complementary, not complete. You see, complete means I lack something which you must supply in order for me to feel whole. That's not biblical. Complementary means I am working towards a goal God gave me I'm going to need you. And because I need you, I respect you. Because I can't achieve the goal God put on my heart, I will fail at my assignment without you. You are that important to me that my assignment is not possible without the complementary role that you will play. That's different. As a, a young friend recently said that, it's different it speaks into a place that's not the same as I have lack and you are my completion. No, I have assignment and we are (laughs) co-laborers. Then it's easy to understand why the Lord is the third strand because after all, we are co-laborers with Him anyway. So God then brings all the animals and Adam names them. It's interesting that between, have you ever wondered why between God said, it's not good for you to be alone, and he makes Eve, he gives him a job of naming all the animals. Sounds like an interruption. Like, wait, where is she? Why are you making me go through Wildebeers? she's not there. Oxen, she's not there. No, it's not a joke. A- a- Adam, this is your job. Let me explain something to you, Adam. All these animals on all this uh, uh, um, uh, 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 property, that you are responsible. Choose a woman. I'm going to bring you a woman who can handle the status of your duties. It's so frustrating that people marry people for the bedroom and won't ever take them into the boardroom. I know you weren't expecting to hear that in church. I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry. Come back. In the morning service, I'm much more respectful. I'm really, I'm much more respectful. But but people, including Christians, have to stop marrying for the, the bedroom and the wardrobe and are unwilling to take those same people. They wouldn't have the capacity to enter a boardroom. Don't do that. That's not complimentary, you see. That's meeting a deficiency of carnality in you, I needed to feel something, so I take you for my need like a drug, which is an addiction, which means I must control my addiction, rather than complimentary of, I couldn't do this without you. I couldn't do who God called me to be without you. And so the Lord God caused the deep sleep to fall upon Adam. And while he, was, he slept, he took out of him his ribs and closed up the flesh at that place and the rib which the Lord had taken from the man, he made or fashioned or formed into a woman and he brought her and presented her to the man. Uh, a couple of things about that because I want to give you two or three practical applications and then I want to pray for Loneliness. And the difference between complementary and completeness. Christ is my completeness, but I can't do my assignment without complementary people. Uh, so you need to rest in the Lord to find the right person in your life. In Adam's case, God just said, look, just, just sleep, please. You're coming across too desperate." That's a word for somebody, but I mean, I'm not looking anywhere. I'm just looking up there. You need to rest in the Lord's plan for your life. Find out the Lord's plan for your life, and then you will be able to choose and uh, and, and identify a complementary person, just like that. Some people marry contradictions. Some people marry complications. And some people marry contaminations. What you need to be marrying is complementary to the calling of God on your life. The second thing to point out is I just want to remind you always to remember that if you ever want to pick a fight with a lady and use the better to be on a rooftop scripture, she is free to remind you that you are made of dust. And she is not. God, in fact, took a rib <clears throat> and handcrafted woman. She is handmade. The handmaiden of the Lord was the old term. She is handmade. You are. <coughs> The house of the Lord coming with rudeness. We are jars of clay, they are the treasures. Three things as I wrap up that you should be aware of when thinking complementary, not completeness. Only Christ completes you. You know, if a person, God forbid, loses their spouse, they don't instantly become incomplete. They just don't have a complimentary person for some of the things in their lives. Christ is your completeness. You really have to get that right. Because a lot of people are angry in their relationship. And they're angry. There's an underlying anger which manifests in an unreasonable emotional expression on something simple. The reason for that is because there is a constant feeling of unmet expectations. Why haven't you made me happy? And now every little thing is a reminder that I don't feel happy and I, don't, I still feel lonely even around you. And that's because it's only Christ who enters the heart of man that fills that gap. You need three things from somebody who's complimentary. Someone who will come into agreement with you. Truly, I tell you, says Matthew 18, that if any two of you agree on earth about anything, that you ask it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. You need a wife who says, I'm believing for a blessing over my kids. And a husband who knows how to say, I'm in agreement with that. I stand in agreement in the name of just what you need. Complimentary, standing in agreement. The power of two, standing in agreement before heaven. Secondly, you need somebody who will come on an adventure with you. Mark chapter six uh, verse seven. He called the twelve. He began to send them out two by two, gave them authority over impure spirits. You know, it's a hectic scripture, but the idea of traveling into life with somebody who gets it spiritually is an adventure. Is an adventure. You might walk the promenade and bump into somebody, and both know God has a word for them or a prayer. What an adventure! You might speak to somebody and instantaneously realize we need to take a couple of hundred rand out of our pockets and give it to this person. It's what God wants us to do. What an adventure. What a joyful excitement to be on spiritual adventure with God, with somebody who gets it. Complimentary. And finally, you need to have the advantage of co-laboring. I use the couch as an example because it's such a silly, practical thing. There are just some things that are better done with support. The spiritual example is a man in the Bible who got tired holding his hands up in prayer. And Aaron and her were complimentary to him. They weren't competition, stop marrying competition. They were complimentary. They said, You sit on the rock, the, the rock. We'll hold your hands up. And as long as you need, your, you hold your hands up, we'll win this fight. Don't marry people, husbands or wives, who pull your hands down. Who tell you to be little. Let me hold your hand up. In prayer, in praise, in adoration, in worship, in thanksgiving, you do that. And the battle is the Lord's. The battle is the Lord's. I want to I want to wrap up by saying, <clears throat> uh, alone people make great partners because they feel like, oh, if I had help, I'd be doing a great deal more for God. Lonely people don't make great partners. Let me tell you why. Now you got a work function. They're lonely. They're SMSing you. What time are you coming back? How long are you going to be? When are you leaving? Have you left it? Who's there? Who isn't at the party? Who are you speaking to? Send me a photo. What are you eating? What are you not eating? Are you not getting any for me? Do you know what all of that is? It's the manifestations of loneliness. And a lone person with a calling says to his partner, husband or wife, so you can talk to them. Maybe there's somebody God wants you to invite to church with you. Babe, you're on an assignment. You go. I'ma shoot a little prayer that the Lord will use you while you're there at your function. Which one do you want to marry? You want somebody SMSing and saying, babe, the divine appointment God had for me, I just spoke to them at this party. You won't believe. I can't wait to get home to tell you. Versus I'm leaving now, I'm at the car. The tracker is on. You can follow me on. Which one not you want to marry? Some of you are laughing while deleting people. Yeah. Delete, delete, unfriend, unfollow. Go, go, go. The reason why this is really uh, important is that even uh, before sin entered, uh, the uh, human condition, Adam had aloneness. So he wasn't broken. Sin broke a man later, but there was no sin yet in that story. It was perfect, but he was alone. And God looked at the tasks, all these animals and all this land you've got to look after. <laughs> Adam is not beneficial for you to do this on your own. Let me make you a helpmate suitable for you who compliments you. And now let's go. So, you shouldn't be inviting anybody to be your lifetime partner until you know what the heck you've been put on this planet to do. Because you're inviting someone to compliment you on an assignment. And if you're not going anywhere, you don't need company to get there. And if all you're doing is asking somebody to come and join you, walk around your brokenness for the next 50 years, it's not going to work. You see, Adam, you got a calling. That was the name of the fifth type, seventh type of relationship, calling. you got a calling, get a complimentary to the calling. Now you've got something powerful. So with that in mind, I, I really, I want to pray to, to switch your heart, to embrace aloneness when that's the season God has you in, and to break the spirit of loneliness. And let Christ be your Completeness, so that you can trust them for complementary. Would you stand with me for a moment? I got a minute. So I just want to invite you to a prayer, really. Um, so we we've been raising as we rebuild church. We've been raising a prayer team, and. Um, They're going to come to the front in a minute and and be available to pray for you. But I I just want to provoke you, perhaps, to a response. So would you close your eyes for a moment? And um, maybe if tonight there's a bit of a revelation of the difference between aloneness and loneliness, and you've been fighting loneliness, hoping for it to be solved by somebody. And tonight I want to tell you that Christ is the answer to that emotional condition. And maybe that has made you come across a little desperate, or maybe that has made you demand of somebody else something unreasonable. I'd just love to pray for you. So if that's the space you're in, would you be brave enough to raise your hand long enough for me to see it so I can acknowledge it? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's deliberately a confidential time. Just thank you, uh, thank you very much. Uh, there are so many of you. I, I want to for all the humor, I want to tell you that my heart breaks because i've been there i couldn't work it out for so long until I figured out that I am not alone, just sometimes have to fight loneliness <laughs> but I'm not alone <laughs> and that's that's a massive thing, and it's unhealthy not to allow that to 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 break through so so um Gosh, I, I never quite know how to do this. I, I want to just pray for you uh, where you are. And then I really want to invite you to, to linger afterwards. We are blessed in this church. We have two buildings. One for coffee and fun and cake and popcorn. And the other, we can do business with the Lord here. And it doesn't interfere. You know, you can have communion. You can be prayed for. You can get on your knees. You can linger here for 20 minutes and chat to someone. And your friends can be waiting in the coffee shop having a great time. So use that. I just want to pray for you, though. Lord, I thank you for healing in the name of Jesus. I thank you for emptiness filled by the presence and power of the Holy Spirit. I thank you, Lord, that we are not doomed to be lonely and that aloneness is not a sin. That instead, we start to fulfill our calling, our purpose, And as it becomes impossible for one person to do the purpose, you complement us with another. Help us figure that authority and priority out and teach us to lean into you and have our wholeness met there. Christ is my all in all. In him dwells the fullness of the riches of the treasures of eternity. Would you help me meet that need? In Jesus' name. One, one last thing, and, and I, I, I'll uh, s- uh, send you off uh, invite the rest of you to stay. If you've never really made a commitment in your heart, you've never sort of said, I need to go from sort of listening about Jesus and even following at a distance, but I need to switch it up, and I, I need him to be in charge, and that makes me a disciple. So I become a little bit more. I become a follower of Christ in a very practical sense i just like to pray for you. And if that's you, would you just follow me in prayer? I'm just going to pray a little prayer. Um, we'll put it up on the screen. It's actually just the words from a, a verse in the message. As it is there. And if you pray this prayer, come chat to us. And you need a Bible, we'll give you one for free. We've got Bibles here. And let's figure out what it looks like to follow Christ and start meeting that internal void, not expecting it from a human. Dear Jesus, You said in the Bible that whoever hears your words and believes God sent you to set me free from my debt of sin has eternal life and will not be judged but has crossed over from death to life. I confess that I believe you and receive salvation from my sins and new life in my soul. I now cross over from death to life. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you give God a shout of praise and worship